What's up guys, welcome to the channel, it's FPL Guria and boy oh boy has it been quite an eventful two weeks of football action. We've seen transfers, we've seen a ton of injuries and we've seen quite a few FPL managers making the rookie mistake of making early transfers and then having to make a second transfer to take out those same players they brought in because of injury. Hint, hint, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Jared Bowen. So, you've always got to hold on to your transfers and you've always got to be flexible when it comes to transfer making in FPL. So, let's get straight into the action for this Game Week 21 preview episode where I will be looking at the best transfers for Game Week 21 as well as how my team is shaping up and there are quite a few injuries in the mix as well so it's going to be a very tough game week what the fact that we also don't have Salah and Son available to make that captaincy decision any easier so let's get straight into the action with the game week 21 preview So, starting off with the transfer traffic part of today's episode, our first buy is Pervas Estupinian. So, he is now back foot with Brighton and in the last three games that he's played, he has scored two goals, just showing what Brighton have missed and what attacking potential he brings to the side. And looking at the fixtures long term, they look really nice to work with. So, I do think with the fact that Trent is injured, Pervis Estupinian is probably the direct replacement for the Englishman, seeing that he's quite a few million pounds cheaper than Trent, but also the fact that he's probably got the best attacking output of any other replacement of Trent, seeing that people are moving towards the likes of Virgil van Dijk, possibly as well as the Arsenal defenders in Saliba, in Gabriel but those players don't really offer you as much attacking output as Estupinian does and we know that he offers great value for money because of how many people were jumping on him at the beginning of the season he was definitely an essential player and now with him back in the team with good fixtures he possibly could be again registered as an essential player so if you're going to get a player in defense Pervis Estupinian is the man to have in your squad right now. And our second buy alongside Estupinian is going to be the Spurs number 9 who's been in brilliant form of late, Richarlison. So I've mentioned that he's been a buy a couple of episodes ago and I'm mentioning him again because Son is gone to the Asia Cup with South Korea who are definitely favourites to win that competition seeing the quality that they have in their team with the likes of Kim Min Jae in defense, Wang Yi Chan who's also been such a brilliant player for Wolves this season. They, have def they definitely have talent to go and win that tournament. So Spurs are going to be without Son for quite a bit of time. Richarlison is playing in the number 9 position and is registered as a midfielder. So you're getting extra points for goals. You're also getting the extra point for clean sheet which makes Richarlison a great player to own. And also, 
with the introduction of Timo Werner, I actually wouldn't be too worried over him joining Spurs right now because Werner is a flexible player. He can play on the wings as well. And I can see Postacoglu, when he has all his attackers available, actually using Werner as a winger to relieve some pressure of someone like Kulusevski, who's been playing for 90 minutes almost every game so far this season. He hasn't had too many breaks. And probably Vana could be used to relieve some of the pressure on the likes of Kolusevsky, but also take some pressure off Brandon Johnson, who's still very young, still very raw to the idea of being clinical and consistent on a very high level at a club as big as Spurs. So I do think that Richarlison will retain his position in the squad almost every game week up until Son returns. Then we'll have to see how it plays out. But for now, I do think Richarlison is in safe hands and which is why I'm saying he is a buy for Game Week 21. Moving on to a couple of sells for Game Week 21. A Liverpool duo have to be shown the exit door in Trent Alexander-Arnold and Mohamed Salah. So Trent obviously picked up a knee injury against Arsenal in the FA Cup and prior to that, everybody was flocking towards his name and now they find themselves in a position where they bought a player who's injured. So, that is something that FPL managers need to learn is that we cannot jump on players early on, especially this season because injuries have been such a key part of this season's game is that injuries have been the story of almost every club's season. They've been injuries left, right and centre. And the fact that people made transfers ahead of fixtures in the FA Cup, in the Carabao Cup, I knew that injuries were going to plague this upcoming game week, which is why I had to stop myself from making any transfers, which I did. And so I couldn't execute some of the plans I had prepared. But you have to be flexible in FPL. You have to have backup plans as well because plans can go out the window really quickly. So Trent is a sell game week 21 because he will be out up until probably February. Even with that, we aren't really confident because it is a knee injury. So you have to be careful with that type of injury. And with Mo Salah, it's an obvious sell because he's going off to AFCON as well as Yongin Son. Obvious sell going off to the Asia Cup. And we know with both sides, South Korea and Egypt, very likely to make the semi-finals, make the finals, which will mean they will be gone up until a month's worth of FPL action. So you don't want to be having players like that in your squad. They're just going to be dead weight occupying a crucial spot in your team. So get rid of them as soon as possible. And probably the best time to do it is right now in Game Week 21. So looking at a couple of players that have to be kept by FPL managers, we've got Dominic Solanke and Bukayo Saka in our keep section for today's episode. So Solanke missed out on Bournemouth's FA Cup fixture due to a slight knock, but Iriola did suggest that he should be fine for their Premier League matches coming ahead against Liverpool and so on. So... Solanke has been sold by over 200,000 FPL managers ahead of Game 21, which I do think is the wrong move because he's been in such great form of late. He's actually been in better form than Ollie Watkins, who's a lot more popular than Solanke. 
So I do think people are making the wrong move in getting rid of Solanke because the fixtures right up until April are really good to work with because Bournemouth have been showing great form. Solanke has been in great form. So I do think that it's a win-win situation to own Solanke who's playing for a good side, playing good football instead of getting rid of a player who's fit and available and isn't going to be playing for his country over the next month. So I do think we need to keep Solanke ahead of Gaming 21. As well as looking at Bukayo Saka for the very same reasons. This is even greater because we are selling Saka when we are trying to prioritize getting rid of our African and Asian players. Majority of them who've done really well for us have been in that midfield position like Salah, like Son, Kudus, Wang Yi Chan, all these players are all midfielders and now we're getting rid of more midfielders like Bukayo Saka who probably for the next couple of game weeks is going to be the strongest captaincy candidate for us FPL managers as there's a lack of any real quality captaincy candidates. Bukayo Saka is the one player who offers consistency so he's a great candidate for captaincy going forward without the likes of Salah and Son. So I do think we should actually be keeping Saka for the next few weeks instead of getting rid of a player who is footing available and who will be playing in the Premier League over the next month. So I do think you should not be selling someone like Saka in the next couple of weeks. Rather, hold on to him because he is going to be a crucial hold going forward. So keep Saka, keep Solanke. And finally, looking at a couple of players that I do think we should avoid for Game Week 21. Our first avoid is Jared Bowen. And so, yes, there is a slight worry over him picking up an ankle injury in the FA Cup. A lot of people brought him in. I think he's the second most bought player or third most bought player of the Game Week. And yet, he is flagged on FPL. And so, there's a great uncertainty over his fitness. We won't get any news of whether he will be available to face Sheffield United or not because West Ham play on the second week of the split game week. So we will not have any news ahead of the deadline. And so we're really playing with fire over the situation. And I do think we should avoid getting Jared Bowen. But also the fact that even if he hadn't picked up that injury, I wouldn't be rushing to get Jared Bowen if I didn't own him just because of the fact that there's been quite a few injuries in that West Ham side over the last couple of weeks where they've lost now Kudus to the AFCON. Paqueta has been playing with an injury and continues to struggle with injury. Ben Rama could be going to AFCON as well. You've got a lack of quality then in that squad with likes of Fornals, Danny Ings, Obama who don't offer as much quality to that West Ham side. So there's a lack of creativity without Paqueta, without Kudus, which takes away the potential from Bowen as well to be as explosive as he has been of late. So I do think even if he hadn't been injured, I would still avoid the Englishman going forward. Even if he did have some good fixtures, it just wouldn't be appealing enough without that creativity in that West Ham side. And our second avoid for Gaming 21 is going to be Douglas Luiz. Now, Douglas Luiz is the type of player who is great on the eye, who's been great to watch from a football perspective this season. I definitely think 
he is a candidate for the best 11 as far as midfielders go this season. And the issue with him is that he's a penalty merchant. He's only going to score goals when Villa get a penalty. And he will occasionally get a couple of assists. But he isn't reliable for points in FPL. And if we're looking at players in the same price range as someone like Douglas Luiz, he won't be producing points at the same rate as Cole Palmer, who is obviously the most bought player for this game week. He isn't going to be offering the same goal threat like his teammate Leon Bailey, who's been in great form this season, nor is he going to offer any sort of threat like Pedro Neto, who's just become available again at Wolves. So I do think we should avoid Douglas Lewis because I don't think he actually offers that much attacking threat like other players in that same price bracket. So that concludes the transfer traffic part of the episode and moving into how my team will be shaping up for Gameweek 21. I'm really worried over the state of my team as much as a lot of FPL managers in the world are worried over the state of their team. A lot of people are playing their wildcards. You could possibly even entertain the idea of playing the free hit chip as well. People are taking hits so this gimmick and the next gimmick are going to be really tough for the majority of FPL managers unless you've been really blessed by the FPL gods. You don't have too many flag players in your team unlike me who's got four injuries in the squad. So looking at my starting level, I've got Matt Turner starting in goal. Even though Dubravka did outscore him last game, that was due to a penalty save against Mo Salah, which I don't think anybody would have seen coming. So, starting Turner ahead of his fixture against Brentford. Brentford have been struggling for goals. They do have Ivan Tony though, returning for the first time this season after he was banned since the back end of last season. So, there is definitely good potential for goals for Brentford. But the form that they've shown as a club and goal scoring wise, I do think possibly with the new manager bounce at Forest, Forest could do well in this fixture, and so should Matt Turner. In defense, we have a four-man defense because I've held on to Mo Salah. I'm not actually going to get rid of Salah just because of the fact that I've invested in him since the beginning of the season. He's almost risen to a million more since then. So I can't really entertain the idea of selling him because then I'll have to find a million pounds from somewhere, which I know I won't be able to. So I'm holding on to the Egyptian king, which means for the next few weeks, I'm going to have to play a four-man defense. And so in today's defense, we have Pedro Porro, Malo Gusto, Sufal, and Charlie Taylor. And we've got Porro up against... United, he scored an absolute cracker in the FA Cup against Burnley. Hopefully, he can do something similar in the Premier League for us FPL managers. So, definitely good potential for him to do well this game week. Gusto, he's up against Fulham. Fulham did trouble Liverpool quite a bit in their League Cup semi-final. But, this is a home fixture for the Blues. So, hopefully, they can do well in this game. Gusto has been... A reliable player over the last few matches for Chelsea, for Pochettino, bombing up the pitch, being an attacking threat for Pochettino's men, so he should do well. So far, he is flagged, and he did play 
in the FA Cup. So hopefully he is fit for this match against Sheffield United. He will have an extra week to be fit for their game as their game is in the second week of the split game week. So I'm hoping that he is fit. I'm more confident in him being fit. So I'm not too worried even though he is flagged. And with Charlie Taylor, he obviously picked up a shoulder injury. And Vincent Company hasn't suggested anything that he will be available. Which is quite worrying because Burnley versus Luton opens the game week. So there isn't a lot of time to play with. Our deadline is on Friday as well. So we are working on a very tight schedule. And we don't know whether Taylor will be available. So I'm not really confident over that one. Yet I am still going to start him. Because it is against Luton. And Burnley were a much better side in the championship last season. So they should do well against the side that they did face up against last season. In midfield, we've got two new players to the squad. Replacing Jung Min Son and Mohamed Kudus. And those players are Richarlison and Pedro Neto. So Richarlison obviously has been in superb form. He's a midfielder playing as a striker. So I really do fancy him to do well in the absence of Son. Werner does come into the picture, making the picture a little bit murky, but I'm not too worried over Richarlison. The form that he's shown since returning from injury suggests that he should be a key part of the starting eleven for Spurs while Son is away with South Korea. So I do think he is a good, actually, captaincy candidate for this game because United haven't been strong defensively. Richarlison and Spurs have been so attacking this season that they should do well in this fixture. Looking at Pedro Neto, this is a gamble, I must say. I was looking to bring in Leon Bailey, but because of the fact that he doesn't play a full 90 all the time, it has actually put me off him. And I've actually gone to Pedro Neto because Wolves have looked really strong attacking-wise in the last couple of Premier League matches that they've played. They've scored seven goals in two games, looking really attacking. Pedro Neto is now back foot. He will have an extra week to get fully foot and hopefully start against Brighton. Also, has only kept one clean sheet this season. So, hopefully he is foot and available to start that game. And hopefully this rogue move ahead of time can pay off. And completing... The midfield, we have Jared Bowen and Cole Palmer. Bowen, obviously, is flagged. There's a real uncertainty of his fitness, like I've mentioned earlier. And so, we aren't really sure what to do with him. I'm going to start him because it is against Sheffield United. I'm hoping that this extra week gives him the time to just get back to fitness. And hopefully, he will be fit to play against Sheffield United. Which then would have made him a great captaincy option. But because he is flagged. He won't be a great option to go for as far as captaincy is concerned. With Cole Palmer on the other hand, I do think he's a really good option for captaincy. He did miss quite a few chances against Middlesbrough in the League Cup. But the fact that he's getting in the positions, he's taking the shots, he's setting up his teammates suggests that he should do well. Facing up against Fulham, who have been quite up and down of late, you don't really know what you're going to get from them. I do think Palmer is definitely one of the top captaincy candidates for this game. Currently, I am leaning towards captaining Palmer, but I'm not really too sure. My vice-captain is on Richarlison, so 
It's fine. Stan's Palmer is my captain, and Jonathan is my vice captain going into game in 21. And completing the starting 11, we have a two man attack in Erling Haaland and Ollie Watkins. There's no Solanke in the starting 11. I'm actually benching him alongside Brathwaite, Dubravka, and Salah. So the reason why I'm benching Solanke is just in case. We have someone like Bowen or Haaland who also is flagged and is an uncertainty of whether he will be available to face Newcastle. If they don't play the full 90, Solanke can just jump in because of how great a form he has been in the last few weeks for Bournemouth. So Haaland, hopefully if he's fit, great fixture against Newcastle. who have been conceding goals for fun, conceding big chances for fun. So if he's fit, if he starts... Even if he's brought off the bench, he could really do well. And with Watkins as well, he hasn't been in the most brilliant form of late, but he's still been ticking along, which is what you want. You don't want a forward who's not getting you points at all. So Everton have considered six goals in their last two league games, and Watkins with Villa need to start picking up some form again, having dropped points in their last few matches. And no better place to do that then away from home at Goodison Park. Make a big statement because that has been a tough place to go. But a big statement victory could be at Goodison Park for Villa. And so that concludes this Game Week 21 preview episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to drop a 5-star rating if you did enjoy the episode. And I'll see you guys next time on another episode on the FPL Guru Podcast. Peace. Thank you.